It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, enjoy another fine episode from a blindness perspective as we navigate Android. Hello and welcome to all the listeners to this ninth episode of the Blind Android Users podcast. We hope you are doing very well. First of all, we have got some announcements to make. We want to thank the people at Top Tech Tidbits for mentioning our podcast in the last week's newsletter. And wow, that was some serious, you know, mention because we got a lot of listeners and the mailing list also has grown a lot. So we thank them and keep sharing the list and keep sharing the podcast and help us reach the wider community. We also want to thank Shane Lowe from SuperSense, lifetime variety of the SuperSense app, which we will be demoing today. So Warren, how are you? Doing well, Austin, except that it's been snowing here for the past three or so days and uh, kind of cooped up in the house. Of course, kids love it. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but doing well. And another thing happened this week is not much related to technology, but we want to congratulate all the people from England for that fantastic win over India in Chennai in the test match, test match cricket. That's a nice word of you, uh, Austin. And talking about England, well, we have a guest, Mr. Edward Green. Hi, folks. Good evening, everyone from England, from London. And uh, our co-host, Dennis. Where's Dennis hiding at? I am here. Hello, Edward. Hello, Austin. Warren. What is it like at your end, um, Dennis, are you guys finished hey, digging out of digging out of that snowstorm? Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Every time we get dug out, more more of the damn white stuff comes. I'm tired of it. Uh, so we're going to talk about that super sense, and um, how about we go ahead and roll out that interview with Shen Lo from the Super Sense team. We have a very special guest, Shen Lo, from our friends of SuperSense. Now, we've talked about SuperSense before with Emery, um, oh, I think maybe sometime last year. And I am so delighted that we have our friend Shen Lo here, who is going to be talking to us about the new things happening in the land of SuperSense and some new apps that probably not on Android yet, but we'll talk about that all the same anyway. So thank you so here, much, man. You know, with uh, Shane, hey, Shane, you want to tell our friends, our listeners who you are, we're excited that you've joined uh, the SuperSense team. You know, you've got that young blood in there, man, and you're all fired up. <laughs> <laughs> this is young blood. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, I started, uh, this is my, my 14th month on the SuperSense team, I am really, it's really cool to be here um, for, for a long extended period of time. You know, the company has grown, you know, when, when I joined, I was the, if, if I remember right, I was the sixth person to join the team. Um, and we, the, the, the fourth person in the US. And th from there, now we're at like, 15 people 18 people something like that wow so this this team has has 
really grown exponentially in the in the last year. So thank you so much for all the support. I really I'm already really excited for this show. You you sound it's just so welcoming here. There's just a great atmosphere. Thank you so much for having me here. Well, thank you. And I'm Warren. Hey, Dennis, we got Dennis here. Hello there, everybody. Hi, Shane. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. What's up, man? How are you? Thanks All right. How are you? Me. Doing well, doing well. So tell us what, for those that don't know, what is SuperSense and where, what platforms is it available on? Absolutely. So SuperSense is available on Android and iOS. You can find it on the Play Store or the App Store. Search for SuperSense, one word, AI. So SuperSense AI, two words total. And SuperSense is designed to be the best products that we can make based on user feedback. So it started as an exploration app. You could use the camera to find objects in your area. You could pan it around. It would report uh, now it reports over 600 objects. So staircases, people, chairs, doorways, all of that stuff. You can use the find feature, which lets you look for a specific category of things. Um, and then people said, you know, I need something I can rely on to scan text and barcodes and banknotes. And so we started adding those features. And that's, you know, that's where the SuperSense is today, you know, with our smart scanner that lets you scan the documents, the quick text, the banknotes, the barcodes, and objects all automatically. Um, you can import 400-page PDFs in there now, and it'll scan it in, wow. in less than two minutes. You can import photos in there. Um, there's read history, so you can see what you scanned before. Um, all kinds of different things to make SuperSense the simplest experience, but also the best experience that you could possibly have. Okay, so... I mean, you got Envision AI, you've got Seeing AI, SuperSense, correct me if I'm wrong, does have some paid features, right? Yeah, so the the two features that are free, sorry, <clears throat> three features that are free in SuperSense, the quick read, the importer for PDFs and photos, and the read history, those are those are free. Otherwise, you have to pay to get access to, you know, the document reader, the multi-page document reader, find and explore uh, currency, barcodes, all that stuff. So with Lookout on Android, to look at those barcodes, seeing AI does barcodes, does other scanning. Um, why, why should people pay for SuperSense? What sets you apart from the competition? Absolutely. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Lookout. I've always heard really great things about Lookout. Um, they're they're doing great things. That's a thing that we can support. Um, a lot of people will say, um, you know, your your competitors in Vision and Seeing AI and these guys, we're in this for the community. So we don't really look at anyone necessarily as our competitors. We're really transparent as a company. We share a lot of our research. We share what we're doing. Um, and so I, I do want to you know, make that clear that we're we're in this for the community. We're a part of the community. I'm my, I'm blind myself. Um, that's that's what the priority is. Now that being said, we always want to make the best product that we can, and everything that we're doing is based on user feedback. So, from my experience, I'm not even going to throw you a sales pitch right now. I'm just going to tell you my experience as a blind consumer with SuperSense. I've always had the best accuracy with our document reader. 
uh, it at, at most I get one two errors per page. Usually, it's completely clear. Um, it's the most efficient for me. I'm able to do a lot without hitting many buttons, using many controls. The accuracy overall is very good. It scans barcodes quickly and gives me a lot of information. The database covers more products in my pantry than any other app that I've tried. You know, I'll, I'll scan a lot of a lot of barcodes with other apps and get unrecognized or not found or something like that. Um, and I get that a lot less frequently with SuperSense. One of the things that we're working on now, by the way, is being able to identify your own barcodes if you've scanned something that SuperSense doesn't recognize. Um, it also has the explore and find features built in that you don't see on any of the other apps. Um, the PDF importer works a lot faster. Um, we have the photo importer. I've seen no other app with read history um, where you're able to access anything that you've scanned in that session uh, with SuperSense. And you can share all of that as well. So you can share anything, barcodes, for example. You can share the info off of a barcode. If you want to share nutrition facts with someone or ingredients or anything like that, you can, of course, share your documents. You can put them on the cloud. You can export them as PDFs. You can text them. You can email them. Uh, you can click on contact info from directly within the document. You can copy individual paragraphs. So it's really designed to be efficient. What, ahead, what's funny is, you know, I said all of those words. The, the most conclusive answer that I can give you, though, as a, as a person, as a blind consumer, a blind person that buys stuff and uh, is involved in the business world just as a, as a conscious person of what I buy, the most important thing that I, that I care about that drew me to SuperSense, both Mediate the company and SuperSense, is that the company actually listens to people. You know, we care what you have to say. That's what drives our development. So any change that you want to see, all of that stuff is we we put it in by popular demand to help people. So we're, we're actually going to hear what you have to say. That's really the most important thing to me about SuperSense. Now, with the going away of the ID barcode scanner, one thing that I have not found in any of these apps is the ability, for example, to get cooking time. Is that something that instructions for a barcode that, you know, that that's the one big thing the ID mate has over other products. And I mean, let's face it, they're $1,400. They're no longer offering payment plans. If you can even get one. So it's going to be out of a lot of people's price range. Is that something you've thought of adding? Absolutely. We already have uh, research on that. Actually, we're working on research so that we're able to, pull cooking directions based on barcodes that's in the works are you going to allow people to submit products for the database so that the database can be updated yeah of course that's what i was mentioning earlier uh being able to label barcodes that are unrecognized all right able let, to... let me let me rephrase that if i have say an off-brand pizza yes i could label it for myself but we'll be able to be Will anybody be able to grab that that database entry that I make? Um, that depends. We have to, it's possible, but we have to figure out a way to filter those. Um, it's important that we don't have incorrect info in that database. Um, and, you know, nobody's going to do that intentionally. But if you have a can of peaches, for example, and it doesn't recognize the barcode, 
and it looks like you know how some canned food is you can differentiate it and it looks like it's a can of carrots so you're like, well this is carrots and you label it as carrots and then people in the future are going to see it as carrots that's problematic so we have to have a way to filter through those that's the system that we're still working on figuring out how we want to handle um, but it's absolutely a possibility. It's definitely something that we want to do because it makes everyone's lives e easier. It expands the database. That is really nice, uh, Shane, because yeah, it really makes sense because um, if what I submit, I thought maybe it's a can of peaches and it turns out to be a can of carrots. And then I upload that to the database and Dennis comes along and thinks he's getting a can of peaches while he's actually getting a can of carrots. Then it actually creates a problem. Now, <laughs> so Yeah, absolutely. I, I see wh why you need to be go a little bit cautious here to be sure. I would that, think you know, that there would be the some right way, way, though, that you could filter that somehow. Sure, of course. How. There's yeah. definitely a way. But we have to dedicate, you know, we have to figure out who's going through those entries to filter it. How are we going to put that into the schedule that we already have? Um, you know, how we, we have to shift around some work processes to make that happen. So we, we're, that's what we're working on. After we finish creating the feature on the technical end, then we go to the logistics of it. So it's definitely in the works. Okay, good. Yeah, and now going back to SuperSense and talking about, well, of course, we're talking about SuperSense. Now I want to go back to, you know, it's earlier days when we were testing this. Of course, Shen, you mentioned, you know, all the Explore. It used to be the Explore this and Explore that. And I remember those days. And it's so nice to watch it grow over the period of time, you know, adding this and adding that. And I think one of the things that came to mind was, you know, people wanted the ability to recognize that text. And you mentioned something earlier about, or was it Dennis or uh, mentioned something about several other apps, you know, similar apps. Now, frankly, to me, I think it makes sense that we have several of these things because uh, the more we have of these things, the better each app uh, gets better and better because when there's competition, sure. I believe that we get better products. So for me, I'm truly excited that, you know, we have uh, on the Android side, you know, we've got the uh, Lookouts, we got the SuperSense Speak, uh, ID and the list uh, goes on. Um, Absolutely. So I really like that idea that we have this because I think what it does is it pushes um, the developers to do things that the others are not doing. So I'm excited as a blind person, as a user, I think this only helps make things better for all of us. I completely agree. Absolutely. That's something that we all benefit from. You know, when when we... When we make a feature and someone else creates that feature, they may have a tweak on that feature that's a really good idea um, that, and, and vice versa. And so, you know, there are these, these little changes that can be made that ultimately lead to better products. So really, everyone's working toward the same goal. At least I hope so. It's the, the goal that we're working toward, which is making things better for for us, you know, the, the community, community, the people yeah. who are using and, the app. that's the word I like. The word that you use was the community. And frankly, for me as a blind person, when I think about all these things, I'm not looking out for me as an individual. Rather, I'm thinking of the community, just like you said, Shane. And to me, that is the most important thing when we're doing things of this nature. We're helping the uh, blind community. 
There are a lot of yeah. a lot of us that live alone don't have the advantage of having someone sided with them. And so when we have things of this nature, it's a win-win situation um, in the life of a blind of person. Yeah. Bringing up the independence. That's always good. Exactly. Mundo. So um, <clears throat> there's another app that you guys have on the iOS. I call it the Fruit Veil that we don't have yet. And Let's kind of segue into that a little bit, and that would be the Super Lighter. And um, you want to give our listeners a little overview of the Super Lighter, Shane? Yeah, absolutely. Super Lighter, the goal of Super Lighter is to change the way that we as blind people get information about our environment. It's going to enhance the way that we do that. Um, I will start by saying nothing replaces the cane, nothing replaces the guide dog, nothing replaces your own senses. However, we can augment those things. And so SuperSense starts out with this explore feature that identifies objects. We had a lot of people talking to us about, you know, there's this buzz, you know, Apple's creating LiDAR sensors for the latest iPhones, 12 Pros, the iPad Pros. And so we got really excited about this. There was a lot of potential for it. And so we started developing Super LiDAR as soon as it was possible. And what Super LiDAR does, right now it's a prototype. Right now it's really simple because what we want to do is get feedback from the users. We want you guys, the community, I say you guys, I don't include myself because I don't have a uh, LiDAR compatible device. I'm still living in the stone ages of the iPhone 7. That's okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. I, uh, in, in my world, uh, it's, it's all iPhone 7s. It's all 7s. Windows 7s, iPhone 7. It's, uh, hey, you it's, must like the number 7, Shane. That's a good one. Number 7, yeah. That's what it's, <laughs> it's not even about technology anymore. It's about 7s. Um, so, actually, I, that's kind of a lie. I do have one machine on Windows 10 over here. Anyway, um, so we... We, we want users to drive this process. We want the features that you want to see to be the ones implemented first, because this is how we're going to navigate. What SuperLiDAR does currently is the, the field of view, I don't know if you know this, but the field of view with the cameras on the iPhone 12 Pro, 12 Pro Max, and the iPad Pro is amazing. Um, it can see about four feet off to either side of you up by your head, you know, higher than your head and down where, you know, the cane or the guide dog would Somewhere be. Somewhere down and in this the is, hole, toward, uh, going down through, uh, toward China, you know, you dig a hole, you fall into yeah, China, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, you can see all the way through the planet <laughs> down into the southern hemisphere. It's amazing. It's legendary technology. <laughs> yes. I was uh, getting obstacles in Australia the other day. And... Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no. So the... The, the the field of view is really fantastic, and so you what, what I do is is I just have it pointing out, at, you know, at about my chest level, and it's able to see this window of all around me, all around the area in front of me, and so it's designed to detect obstacles in that area. So if the area is completely open, you'll just get some beeps, and then um, it's, if it sees an object far away, mm-hmm. as far as I remember, it can see about thirty feet out. So it sees an object far away, it'll play a high pitch. And then as you get closer, the pitch will get lower until if you're within four feet of that object, the phone will vibrate in your hand. You can just with the iPad Pro as well. Um, and then 
we're working on implementing the SuperSense object recognition stuff. So right now it'll tell you if it sees a person. And of course, in the times of this COVID madness, it will tell you if that person is wearing a mask. Um, and we're oh. working on implementing things like trash cans, mailboxes, vehicles, doorways, stairs, you know, all that stuff. So in other words, um, it, it makes those sounds just like what do we have on Android that does that the voice, you know, have you, you've played with the voice, right? Um, uh, Shane? No, I haven't actually, I, I heard about it yeah. recently. Um, and it sounds really fascinating. Um, but I haven't played with it myself. Now, so uh, the Super Lighter, uh, is that a paid app or is it something that since a prototype, is it uh, free now for like a beta testing till uh, everything is kind of ironed out and then maybe you look into um, payment models and things like that or subscription models? It's completely free right now. I don't know how the payment, you know, is going to change. We want to keep it free for as long as possible, you know, because the the cheaper it is the the more people can use it and so free is is the best option um like but this, it depends I like the on sound of free i like that sound. yeah yeah absolutely. It's a, <laughs> it really warms my heart you know it really gives me a good feeling it does in my soul a good feeling yeah um, to say that we have a a free app because we want we want people to use it we we understand that you spent enough money on your on your 12 pro or your ipad pro or whatever lidar capable device you're using so we want it to be easy to download. It's the same reason that SuperSense is a paid app. If we have to charge for Super LiDAR, it's the same reason that we have to charge for SuperSense. It's that we have to continue our research. We have to be able to fund what we're doing to better the community. And also, you know, every now and then, I do enjoy being able to, you know, buy dinner or groceries or, or pay the bills. So, you know, it's a that personal flaw of mine you know so i gotta i do like being able to support myself so and, and the rest of my uh my colleagues agree so well that make, totally makes sense i think everyone wants to <laughs> support themselves now let's talk about i know this is now only on ios and um you know hey do you think maybe in a wild wild world in a wild dream maybe somehow down the road some knucklehead like me would say hey guys would we look into bringing this thing into Android? And, you know, you guys got started on Android. You were our baby. We were your babies. Now, yeah, man. would you guys come on, uh, bring this baby to us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, knuckleheads. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> yeah. knuckleheads We'd really I've love to do that. that. <laughs> I really would. It, it makes so much sense. You know, we have this great connection with the Android community. The majority of our users are Android users, actually. And so there's we have so much love for the Android community. They're the first you guys. You guys are the first people oh, yeah. who gave us a shot and, and uh, helped us build up our user base. So we have we have a lot of loyalty and dedication to you guys. Um, the problem is. And this is this is really unfortunate because there's nothing that we can do about it. The problem with with uh, Super Lidar on Android is that there's not uh, so much consistency. The benefit sometimes it's the drawback, but in this case, it's the benefit of iOS is that there's consistency. There's a stable platform. You know what's going to come. Um, we are almost positive that all future iPhones are going to be equipped with lidar sensors. So it makes sense to develop Super LiDAR while this is innovative 
because we want to take advantage of that. We want to change the way that people are able to navigate. And we want that to have a long life. We want you to be able to use that for the rest of your life and your you know future generations to be able to use it. We really want a product that's going to last. Um, we don't have that guarantee on Android. You know, you see cases where I, I think it was, I think it might've been one of those, one of the Pixel devices, it might've been a Samsung device. Um, they had these, the, the LADAR, sorry, not LADAR. Yeah, it was, it was laser. Solely, um, I, you know, the, the solely on Pixel 4, I have it here, you know, and then they dropped that, you know, with the Pixel 5. So Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. And so there's no, there's nothing for us to rely no on there. consistency and that's the problem. You don't want to sink 50 or 60 or 100 grand into development. And, and the phone's the, the features here today. Of course. And next year it's gone. And yeah, sadly, it makes it makes perfect sense. I, I get it. Yeah, it's but, really you know, unfortunate. I, I'm still it, an optimist, though. I think that somehow. Me too. Um, <laughs> I would love it. If, I, if, I'm such if an they optimist. all get on board. If if lidar sensors become as standard as your camera, as as standard as you know the stereo microphones that we're getting now, then it'll it'll happen. You know, there's there's no reason not to develop super lidar for Android. If we as long as we have that stability, you know, if if super lidar, if we believed that the lidar sensors would only be on the 12 Pro and the iPad Pro, and then the future iPhones wouldn't have lidar anymore, we most likely wouldn't have developed super lidar for iOS either, because um, there's no there's no consistency. So, um, but that's you know if we can do it, if if there is a realm, if there is a possibility uh, that we can rely on to do it, then I mean we'd love to. It'd be great. Because I'm looking at some of the uh, camera technologies, you know, with the Samsung phones and and things like that. I think maybe you guys should give it a second look. You know, maybe, even if all we have is on Samsung devices, at least uh, we know that, you know, it's there on Android. So let's don't throw it all the way out yet, Shane. I'm thinking that you... Of course. <laughs> there. Of course. <laughs> you're going to... Listen, the more, the more devices like that me. use the same technology, <laughs> the more likely it is. That's, that's absolutely... Because seriously, it would, be, it would be amazing to be able to put this on Android. It would be fantastic. I'd love to do that. That would be so nice. That would be so nice. Of course. Yeah. Well, this this has been so great. Um, Dennis, you have any comments about that? Before I jump yeah. back to SuperSense? <laughs> I mean, you know, again, I, I completely get where, uh, you know, SuperSense is coming from. You know, it's about the consi- consistency. It would be nice to see it on Android, but you're, you're limited by the power of Android right now. And the fact that it that's one of the downsides of Android is that it is so fragmented. But it is its strengths too. One of the strengths of Android. Don't forget. Oh yeah. That's the beauty. I completely agree. Oh, believe me. I it love has that its about strengths. Android. It has its, the fact that it's open source has its strengths, but in a case like this, it all, that also is a downside. Yes. Of course, there so, will always be downsides to everything. Hopefully, Hopefully they get on board and say, okay, we're going to all develop a standard camera that's going to have a LiDAR equivalent sensor or LiDAR technology. And they all implement it. I I suspect that they implement it for two or three years and show that it's going to be here to stay. I suspect we will see LiDAR for SuperSense, you know, with 
you know, SuperSense LiDAR for Android. Absolutely. There's no reason not to at that point. I'm hopeful because I completely get where, you know, you're coming from as a developer. You don't want to, you know, take the Pixel 4. It was there. Had it been in the Pixel 5, you probably would have went ahead with development because it was, oh, okay, it's here. Yeah, it's a lot more likely that way. Of course. There would have been a continuity. Uh, continuation, you know, um, but, you know, Google drops that, you know, with the Pixel 5. Um, but, you know, like I said, though, I think something like Samsung with their new technology, camera technology, probably, I think it's something comparable. And, you know, Samsung's always copying, well, they both copy each other anyway. So who knows? Oh, Apple copies Android too. Of course. The lighter. Oh, yeah. It's a... It's a give and take. Everybody's everybody's because, copying each other here. Yeah, because LiDAR is an old technology. You know, it's, it's something that's been there for a long time. And, you know, oh, yeah, just, since the 60s. Yeah. LiDAR is so, old. <laughs> anyone can use it if they so choose to. And so, yeah, so we're looking forward to seeing things of this nature, you know, come to Android and uh, hopefully, you know, down the road, you know, maybe in a couple of years, who knows. But uh, really, it's something that would be, Kind of oh, I agree with being a game changer. And, you know, the the more platforms that's available on, the better. Now, I know you had a sale back in December, Shane. Are there any plans to have another one for those that missed it, couldn't take advantage of it in December? Absolutely. That sale, I want to give a, a, a personal thanks to anyone who uh, took advantage of the SuperSense sale that we had in December. That was an incredible success. Um, because of you guys. So thank you so much for uh, for trusting us and supporting us. Really, really genuinely, sincerely grateful for that. Um, you know, the more the more people like you that subscribe, the more people that show an interest and prove to us that the that SuperSense has value, the more we're going to put into it. Um, so absolutely, we're planning another sale. Um, I could tell you, you'll see one coming soon in in the next couple of months. I don't have dates yet, unfortunately, um, but you'll be hearing something. Easter you'll be hearing from us. That, you know. <laughs> okay. And will the same pricing structure be offered as far as like for the lifetime? Probably. Those, okay. Probably. Um, it might be different, but most likely it'll be the same. Um, we haven't, as I say, you know, we're still planning. We're still in the stages of, you know, we're, we're honestly, we're still happy um, you know, because we, we, we had our, our projections, we had our ideas, you know, about how the sale would go. It was 10 times our projections. It was incredible. Uh-huh. Now so, that's a good news because to be honest is with you, um, it is. cheaper it is, or, you know, the more frequently you guys have this type of sales, you know, um, the more stuff you put into hands of people because a lot of people want the app or, you know, but then it's sometimes kind of get... And a lot of people want the, the lifetime but just can't afford the, the $100. But having it at 50% off... $100. Like did, yeah. What's the regular was, price? Is it $199 or $200 for no, lifetime? No, no, $100. It's, it's $99.99 for the lifetime. Oh, that's not on sale though? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's a straight price. Oh, okay. uh, so that's even the, a little bit cheaper than I thought, though. The uh, you know, you had it at fifty percent off for the lifetime, and that that's a great deal. I just you know, unfortunately wasn't able to take advantage of it, but I definitely do want to. Now, what about those that have privacy uh, 
concerns about their their data. Do you keep their data? Does it go anywhere? How does that work? We don't keep anything that you scan. We don't know what you scan. We don't save it anywhere. So there's no there's there's nothing that identifies you because there's nothing there at all. And so I you think could it scan. Also works offline though because I've I've tested it in an airplane mode and it it works. So if it works yes. in airplane mode, this thing is not necessarily relying on the internet to recognize your text. Yes, the the document reader will send it up to the server for processing, and that's because our AI does a lot in document mode. Document mode is our most intelligent feature. Uh-huh. Um, it has smart guidance. It does a lot to clear that image up. So those go to our server, but there's no storing action that happens. We don't retain any of that data. It's processed and it's sent immediately back to your device. Good. Well, good. Well, Shen, we want to thank you for coming. Um, you know, I know you're a student and uh, don't want to take too much of your time here, my man. But like I said, seriously, I'm, this is great. <laughs> thank you. I'm, ha- I'm having blood, a great time. You know, if you have up. any other questions, I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> thank you so much. I this want is, to sneak in great. one or two more questions that have popped into my brain. Sure, sure, sure. You had said it has a 400 page limit for the PDF. What if something's more than that? Are you planning to expand it? I wouldn't see why in the world you would need it, but you know, maybe somebody wants to scan a, a book or something. That's more oh yeah. Than listen, it. I'm a high fantasy reader. I love my epic fantasy books. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> shout out to my my Brent Weeks readers out there, my Brandon Sanderson readers out there. I I am very familiar with books in excess of a thousand pages. We've tested with four hundred pages. And we've had really quick, successful scans. So PDFs longer than that. Um, I I don't think that we limit them. I don't think I don't think SuperSense won't scan them. It'll just take a little bit longer. Yeah. Then okay. you know that we usually get a four hundred page scan in in less than two minutes. If it's a thousand page book, it might take you five or five or seven or eight minutes. And fine now, we want it down to the two minutes. Two minutes is really good. We're slacking. Come on. You know, frankly, um, I've had other, you know, similar apps that, you know, you try to scan something and it's like, it's taking forever and it just times out or something like that. Now, if this thing could scan a 400 page thing in two minutes uh, time, I think that's really, really good. That's really good. Absolutely. Give it a try. If you have any problems with it, let me know. Same with any of our features. You know, I can't stress this enough. Get in touch if you have any problems. Um, I've I've heard um, that we don't have our request a call button available on Android. We're we're working on implementing that, so you can feel free to get in touch with me directly. My email address is shane s h a n e at mediate dot tech s h a n e at m e d i a t e dot t e c h. Please feel free to to send me an email if you need anything at all. I'd love to be in touch. Good. Now, uh, Dennis, you had another question. Um, the, yeah, the, the document it. mode that you had, had said about. Does that tell people, for example, you said it gives them guidance. So will that tell them, move your camera to the left? Will that tell them when it's aligned properly? And can it work with some of the scan stands that are out there? Yes to both of those. Um, it does work well with scan stands. Um, I've had several people test with several different scans, all with really, really great results. Um, and yes to the guidance. So it gives you really simple directions, really easy to follow. Um, we're actually working on a new 
I just put out the first draft of our new audio tutorial. Um, I just sent it out to um, our marketing and product people to, to take a look at it where I'm reviewing some of those guidance directions. And um, they're, it's really quick now as well. So, you know, it'll tell you, move your phone a little bit toward yourself, move your phone a little bit farther it away from the that. document. Yeah. Um, you know, these different things. It's give, gonna give you really simple directions to get the best picture possible. Okay. Are there any stand scans that scanning scanning stands that you would recommend over another, either through personal experience or user feedback? I've had no issues with any scan stand with SuperSense. Um, I, I haven't heard reports of any. So if you already have a scan stand, Try you it. should have no issues using that with SuperSense. Uh, if you don't have one. There are a variety of them on Amazon. All you need really is, you know, if you just want something cheap and portable, there are cardboard scanner stands that you can just fold out. They look like a box almost. You slide the paper in uh, into the bottom and you have the, the top has a little hole, um, little square hole cut out for your phone's camera. And so you can just put your phone right on top and then slide the document into the into the stand. You could also, of course, go with you know some more durable options that are, but those cardboard ones are, they'll they'll just run you about twelve bucks. They're pretty cheap, so good place to start experimenting. All right, okay. thank you very much. We definitely do appreciate all the hard work you and your company do, and we appreciate your time. And we absolutely would love to have you on when you know when that sale is. Do get back in touch with us. So we can have you on prior to the sale so you can announce to everybody that there is another sale and we'll be looking hey, for Shane, that. that's that's a good absolutely idea. how about it would be I'll keep in pleasure. touch and uh you know when that is coming up, you know, we want to give people the heads up um so that they will jump on it. I would love absolutely. to do that. This I would love to come on and, uh, and and talk about that. It would be an honor something that I definitely am interested in seeing where it goes. Um, I, I have both devices and it. Like I said, it, it's, a, it's a good all around product and it is accessible. It is and it's accessible. extremely, extremely accurate. Thank you so much for the, well, thank uh, for you the compliments. So really appreciate that. This has been so much fun. I love the atmosphere here. You guys, you, you ask good questions, but it's just also incredibly welcoming. So thank you guys very, very much. I'm so excited to uh, to be here. Please keep in touch. I would love to talk to you more in the oh, future about and what, any uh, updates. One more curveball to throw at you before you go. Hey, <laughs> what do you got? Dennis is not going to let you go, Shane. <laughs> He's not letting up. It's good. It's good. Bring it. Is there a trial of uh, Super Sense? I don't know why I didn't oh, yeah. think that. Oh, yeah. yeah, seven days. Trial. You yeah, can try everything trial. for seven days before it asks for payment. Now, there was something I was going to ask, uh, Shane, and I forgot. You know, we got it talking. Now, I don't remember. Um, does it do handwritten material? I'm not sure. Yes. It does. Okay. It does. Because I you think the quality is going to vary. Things, yeah, one of the things. If the handwriting isn't accurate. Yeah. But, you know, if, if the handwriting isn't great quality you know of course the scan won't be as good quality yeah, um, but it can handle handwriting it does pretty well you know we're always making improvements to those kind of things as as we come up with them um, always trying to make those things better so you know you can always expect improvement in uh, areas like handwriting 
Will people dig out them birthday cards and yeah. celebrate at Christmas? Yeah, cards take a look. You, you can get, you know, postcards. You can see what people were writing about you in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> take a look. <laughs> or oh, like my wife's liking to, you know, write oh, my yeah. journal and I you know, I grabbed it one time and I was scanning it. She's like, Ah, you're gonna scan my my journal <laughs> and put it on the internet. I said, nah, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm just testing. <laughs> oh, but you know, I love it, it. It makes sense that you know we have a couple uh, apps that do um, handwritten material, super sense, and uh, Envision AI. Because to me, you know, sometimes you know, a blind student, you know, maybe hey, you could say to the teacher, could I, you know, catch a shot of that, you know. Uh, a whiteboard or whatever board, I want to be able to catch, you know, the notes that you've written out there. So it just makes it so nice that we'll be able to have something like that to use. So I, I really like that Absolutely. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Well, Shane, thank you so much. Uh, we're not going to take your time any more than what we have. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm having a ton of fun. I'm having a great time. But Don't even you. worry about it. <laughs> I believe that though we've touched on some of the most important things and um, especially on Android, because like I said, this is our baby and we are, it's babies, you know? So of course. <laughs> we're so excited about SuperSense and uh, regards to um, Emre and, and the entire team. You guys have been so wonderful and uh, I'm looking forward to Thank you so much. You know, a better relationship as we keep going together and, uh, looking into bringing more and more features. Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much for your kindness. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Shane. Well, that was wonderful, wasn't it? Yes, um, absolutely. It was. And so uh, how about now that we have heard all that Shane had to tell us about SuperSense, all the good stuff coming up and all of that, we'll be having him back as indicated. And so now I think it's time for us to kind of try to demo the app a little bit. So this is the one that we got. So I'm going to open up SuperSense. I'm going to turn up my volume here a little bit. So, of course, um, the difference between the paid version and unpaid version, now both would do what we call the quick read. And um, by default, is set to quick read. And then, let's have a little overview of it um, so people who are not familiar with SuperSense would get familiar with it, the layout of the app and all of that. So at the top left, we have the menu. And then we got the flashlight on. So it means if you do something, it's going to turn on the flashlight. You could switch that. It's a toggle. Flashlight, no change to off. So now you hear it says flashlight set to off. Flashlight, no change to auto. Then this auto. Flashlight, no change to on. And the reason why you're not hearing it too loud is because I need to go, in, I need to turn up my media volume. Flashlight, no change to off. There we go. Flashlight, no change to auto. Flashlight, no change to on. So those are the toggles that you have with the flashlight is either on or off or set to auto. Um, I think... Flashlight mode change to off. As, uh, flashlight mode change to auto. We should leave it on auto. Help. Then there's the help. 
And so, like I said, by default, we have the select to read. Um, and then you have the explore, you know, the things that we talked about earlier. And find, you want to find a specific object. And start reading. That's when, if you tap here, then it will start, uh, start capturing what's in front of the camera view. And so here we could switch the modes. Let's look at the modes. So when you tap on the mode, it arranges them in in a stack order on the top part of the phone. So that's the first one. So the document is a paid uh, version, so you cannot scan a document if you don't have a um, sub okay, subscription. I think that's also paid. Now, I don't know what type of currencies it supports. Um, I know I have a Chinese yuan somewhere here, and uh, I have a British um, something somewhere in my bag somewhere. Um, now, anyone can use this, whether you're a paid member or you're not a paid member. You can import your PDFs, just like we talked about earlier on. All right, so that would be it. So how about we give it a little uh, test? And I have this book in, you know, on my lap. I'm reading text. Please point your camera to a text. Extreme fires birth environment can silo one. Times CIRs churning heroic BL fires churning armies Germany had their inconceived never been. Fires MCH more dramatic can law. Well, you know, my my lady who's who's reading that thing. <laughs> uh, so this is one of those uh, Voxygen voices that uh, we once upon a time had on the Play Store. Um, you know, those voices are gone. So anyway, um, those voices are gone. Um, and so I'm using this Amanda. And so. Now I want to go to the document mode. Okay. Let's try the document one first. I'm reading document. Please point your camera to a document. Move your device slightly to the left and toward yourself. Processing. Okay, so it captured that. Now, after capturing, you could either hit play, or you can you can use your uh, screen reader to read it. Under Russian, make WT wife for new growth. You can see all and trigger seed germinate. Humans long relied on central fire for warm flight, cooking, farming, and protection from predators. Fire can also lay waste and destroy. Scientists believe climate change with prolonged dry ice and record temperatures is sending to increasingly devastating wildfire. We are seeing more fire activity, more extreme weather, me extreme fires all over the world. Well, that's just you know a, a little book, you know, a, a, my kids' book. So, um, 
definitely it's a good app if you um but i would suggest that we we wait for when you know um they're on sale these guys regularly do sales and like you know shane had indicated i think something is coming up in the month of march and so you know you want to start saving some of those taxes if you're here in the u.s you file for your taxes uh, maybe cut down some you know cut off put off put away some 40 50 dollars or whatever so you could get that uh, lifetime subscription of the super sense I, I was just gonna say how, how do you think it compares to some of the other apps on the market of that type like your lookout so you see all your envision ais what i quite liked when you were demonstrating the document thing was in, in terms of orienting the camera to the document, it seems to use more natural language than some of the other ones. So it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't talk about what edges are visible. It sort of says, you know, move it in ways that are easily understandable. But I just wonder what you thought compared to some of the other ones. You know, that's a very good observation, Edward. Um, really, you know, there's going to be... Um, the other apps, and this is what we're going to be doing. I think maybe in our next episode, we're going to be, uh, we're totally going to just uh, dedicate a whole section or a whole um, episode on these uh, various uh, various um, uh, scanning apps because it depends. You know, sometimes people prefer it this way, sometimes people prefer it the other way, and so I think that the good news is that. Um, you know, I think for me, it all boils down to how does it scan the material that I'm after? Does it have it accurate? Are there any errors, more errors than I needed? Or um, maybe one or two or three errors, and I can live with that. And so, you know, what do you guys think about that? You know, we have the lookout, we have the envision, we have the, the other guys, uh, what is it, that leisure? L-A-G-E-R-E, -E, the Voice Dream Scanner. It used to be called Voice Dream Scanner, and now it's called the Legere or something like that. <clears throat> Edward, what's the correct pronunciation? I think it's not like a French. You're from the UK. You probably know how to pronounce that thing better. <laughs> I, I, I would have gone for Legere as well. I, I, don't, I don't know you, to be honest, but Legere, Legere sounded, sounded right to me. Yeah, the, the old Voice Dream. you got to speak as well, haven't you? Then we have speak. Yes, our friend uh, Eyal from Israel has that speak. Yeah, so uh, Dennis and Austin, what do you guys think? I think for different scenarios, you have to try different apps. I think um, SuperSense has perhaps right now, as of this moment, more potential than any of them, especially if you need barcodes with the going away of uh, the ID mate, the ability to enter your own barcodes, which is what I believe it's either out or it's coming out where you can, if it's not in there, you can name it if it's not in their database. That is a very powerful thing, and I think that can be a very big thing, and no other thing on Android has that. Lookout doesn't do that. 
where else no. it will be where else it will be more powerful <clears throat> is if it gives you, for example, that you scan a pizza and it tells you the direction, how to cook it, things things of that nature. Uh, what the ID mate could do. If they do that, this this thing can be a game changer. So if you're on the fence about buying it, I'd buy it because this thing could be a game changer. Lookout currently doesn't do any of these things. No, no other one does on Android. The things that, that this thing will be doing by the end of the year. So if you don't buy it, I'd definitely be monitoring it to see where it's at because it's only going to get better, in my opinion, for whatever it's worth. That's true, uh, Dennis. And I think that one thing that um, uh, the Lookout doesn't have is that barcode reading. Of course, it does have the reading of food labels. It does food uh, labels, food, but it doesn't, food labels. It, it, it doesn't really, do... It it's doesn't really give you more details, and that's something that they should be or allow you to add your own. If it doesn't recognize it and you know what it is, it should allow you to type it in. And yeah. SuperSense should also allow you to type or dictate the barcode information in. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, so like I said, though, you know, we didn't touch on that, but, you know, just like we talked about you know, in the interview earlier with Shin, you know, we talked, we touched on that and um, how that could be either reliable or unreliable. Um, but what's going to happen here is that when we pit these apps against each other, then people could um, see which one they want to keep. If you don't have enough room, then you know which one you want to keep. I think that makes all the difference. But if you have room, like I do, I have, you know, a folder of OCR packages and there are three pages in that folder because I have all kinds of, you know, OCR related apps. So when we do this demonstration or this comparison coming up sometime down the line, maybe next episode or the episode thereafter, I'm going to totally dedicate that to OCR packages and then we'll see which one comes up on top. Of course, it's always going to be relative but then that is always so sub so <laughs> subjective yes because it is. what you may like i may say no it's lacking so that that everybody needs to take that for what it's worth it's subjective you may have different needs than us you may have different wants than us and if an app that you would like to use doesn't have it i can't stress enough reach out to these app developers and let them know hey I need to see this feature or that feature and state why. Don't just say you want to see X feature and hit send. That's not good enough. State why. What are people going to gain by this feature? Why is it important to you? What, what would that do to enhance the app? And generally speaking, if you make, can make a good use case, you will at least get them to listen. And you got to start somewhere. That's correct. Hey, Edward or Austin, any comments about that before we? I think SuperSense is. I think SuperSense is easier to use because it tells you naturally move your phone here and there. 
not like other apps. Well, actually, I think they all do, though, to be honest. Um, I think the one that doesn't, well, I'm not going to spoil the movie. Let's, <laughs> let's keep that for the next uh, episode. And of course, like, you know, both Dennis and I said, you know, all this is subjective, uh, depends on the person using it and what that person wants to see. So, hey, um, should we transition to our next segment? And that would be the one I've been waiting for, the so important for me. I always love this segment of the podcast. And uh, that would be the My, My Android Journey story. Unless you guys have any comments, then I want to have that opportunity to uh, say, hey, Edward, give us that Android journey story of yours, you know? Uh, Dennis and Austin, you guys have any closing comments about SuperSense before we have our guests take us through that uh, memory lane? I think it's a good app and it, it will definitely bring more features to the end of the year. You know... Again, as, as Shane said in the interview, SuperSense is very much user-driven. So if there's something you want to see, reach out to him and let him know what it is you want to see. Well, thank you so much. Hey, uh, Edward, we want to hear your story, my man. Absolutely. So, Welcome, Edward. Yeah. And... Tell us about your Android journey. I'm interested to hear it. Thanks very much, guys. And thanks a lot uh, for the opportunity uh, to do it as well. It's a really good segment of the podcast. And, uh, and I've enjoyed listening to other people's experiences. I got my first Android phone round about the end of 2012, start of 2013. I'd, I'd been on iOS a couple of years by that point. And it was the, the Nexus 4, so, so the phone LG made for google um and at the that time a, i think it was, was running jelly bean that was a beautiful phone um uh, sorry to you it's know, still here it, it's alive <laughs> this is my nexus 4 this isn't the best mic in the world but i have just unlocked the nexus 4 i, I dug it out of a drawer when i that knew i was doing this great. it still works uh -huh. I, I love the sound of it Edward. and it does <laughs> a memory land I, I forgot how tinny tinny and trebly the speaker was though compared to some of the older ones i mean it is a little candy bar phone from nine years ago to be fair to it um i don't know what it was though at that time i didn't i didn't immediately take to android it was back when menus were in circles like round a clock face rather than in a list i couldn't quite get my head around the angular gestures so my uh purchased on ebay nexus 4 sort of went went back into a drawer for a bit and then a few years later i was looking around for a phone uh to see where android had come to really and i got a sony xperia xz compact which again is a candy bar phone but but for the money, I thought it had quite good specs. So I think it, it had a 19 megapixel back camera, which at the time was quite good. You know, it's Sony hardware, so pretty solid. External storage is a bit chintzy at 32 gig. But for $600 at the time, it was quite a nice phone. And um, also still works, although it's in a state of not really being set up at the minute because I gave it to my wife who didn't do much with it. But uh, so I used that a lot as a media player. 
uh i i got an iphone 10 around the same time so, so I, I used it pretty much as a as a media player rather than a, a dedicated device because as i say for a little phone it had had quite good hardware uh to to decent ish you know it's a phone so how good is it ever going to be but but two decent ish speakers but then around about the start of last year 2020 5g got started to be rolled out in london on a couple of networks i mean it's still a bit patchy but we do get 5g and i thought i'd quite like to have a 5g device and i knew at that time that when apple brought out a 5g device i wouldn't want to pay what apple wanted me to pay to have it which pretty much necessitated a switch to android and so i had a look at uh, my carrier see what was available and i got one of the Samsung produced so many phones, it's so confusing. One, one of the A-series Samsung devices uh, with 5G, the A90, um, which is a bigger phone. Uh, it's okay. It's, 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 it, it, it's, not, it's not particularly flashy. It only has one speaker, uh, which is a bit disappointing for, for media play anyway. Um, and I was using that quite happily. You know, it was a good phone. When it got 5G, it was pretty quick. wasn't ever going to pull up any trees but then again I don't think it's meant to but then I was walking into work and uh, I don't know if other cities do but on on some of our crosswalks they've started to put up those knee-high bollards to stop sort of vehicle enabled terrorist attacks and trucks driving onto pavement and I misjudged the bollard in the middle of the crosswalk and had my Samsung in my front jeans pocket which is always a disastrous thing to do. So there was a there, there was an ominous crunching sound, which suggested the screen had not survived contact with the bollard. Uh, I'd look at the phone. I thought the screen protector might have taken the brunt of the damage. I peeled it off, and uh, the screen was gone. So um, it took me a little while to get that repaired. I repaired it with a view to selling it. So then I started to have a look around about what other phone did I want. I didn't think I liked that particular Samsung model enough to buy a replacement for it uh, out of my own pocket rather than on a, on a deal. So I had a look and uh, started to look at OnePlus because that, that they've traditionally offered, I think, quite good uh, value, quite good bang for your buck. Perhaps not as much as uh, previously, but still, um, I settled on the OnePlus 8. Got it in the Amazon, what's it called? Prime Day? The thing where they discount everything for yep, Prime Day. Uh, 24, 48 hours. Yeah, Prime Day thing. So I think I paid about $550 for it. It's got 256 internal storage. It's got 12 gig of RAM. It upgraded to Android 11 pretty quickly. And I don't know if this will come over on the headset. I'll, I'll swipe because I think it gives you a better idea of responsiveness, but then I will run my finger up and down the screen. Hopefully you can tell. So it's pretty, it's, it's pretty snappy. There's, there's not much delay at all between the haptic and the talkback, certainly better than the Samsung, which I think has about half the RAM. And so the Android phone now, uh, starting with the Samsung, but carrying on with the OnePlus, is, is my primary device. Like every time I pull out my iPhone, it's flat because it's gone flat on standby because I haven't used it. Um, and I do, I do most computing things that i need to do on the phone so i'll shop on the phone i will uh write emails on the phone not not with peripherals i tend to use either the on-screen uh standard keyboards or the um the talkback braille keyboard 
and I'll, and I'll do most of the net surfing that I want to do on the phone. And, and I think what struck me, I mean, obviously everyone knows how customizable Android it is. It's kind of old hat to say that. But what I've been quite surprised about is a lot of the third-party apps seem to be more stable on Android than they are on iOS. So, you know, you can't move on Facebook for people complaining about what's happened in the latest iOS Facebook update. A little bit the same with YouTube. Um, we have a takeout app here called Just Eat. And, and, and access, I don't know why, but accessibility just doesn't seem to break as often uh, on this side. So um, having, having sort of made a few false starts into Android, I'm, you know, I'm quite glad that uh, I've now transitioned. And as I say, use the OnePlus 8 as my, as my primary device. Well, it definitely has a lot better storage. It sounds like you got a lot better bang for your buck. Than oh, yeah. 32 gig for uh, 600. Outside <laughs> yeah. have changed. How about it? And you know what? Yeah, yeah, really four like, years. I really like the uh, the part that you are talking about. You know, and this is why I kind of like these Android journey stories. Um, you mentioned the just eat. You know, I, I like that food part of it. You know, <laughs> so, uh, it's time to grab that grub. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll pull that well, baby well, out and get some grub. Of lockdown is that. Yeah, one of the one of the one of the consequences of our lockdown, we're still in a lockdown, um, <laughs> yeah. is that the quality of takeaway choice has got a lot better because all the mainstream restaurants have to come on it rather than just your, you know, your hole in the wall counters. But uh, that's a beautiful Android story, um, um, uh, Edward. Most especially, you know, all the different phones you went through and finally getting to the OnePlus. And you know, one thing you mentioned there that I also noticed, I have an older. I call them the Fruitvale, you know, iPhone. I have an older, you know, 7 Plus, uh, also has 256 uh, gigs. And I noticed that I'll put that thing down, you know, it's off. But frankly, when I turn it back on, the battery is like almost gone or totally gone. And my Android, I have my essential PH1 phone that I probably haven't turned on since maybe August or September if I turn that thing on now, it probably has 50 to 60 battery life. It's just amazing, you know, the, the difference. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I noticed that with my Samsung. That's similar. If I, if I turn that back on now, it still, it still holds battery life even when it's off pretty well. So that was your Android story, and um, it, it's beautiful. I, I like hearing it. Yeah, but I have some questions like now 5G is rolling out in UK and India has not got 5G yet. What are the speeds like of 5G then? They're, they're pretty good. I mean, I haven't I haven't used something like the Eucla speed test app, but, but I'm fully on cellular now. So I got rid of our landline ADSL. Um, I've got, I've got a, you know, I've got I've got a 4G uh, router for the internet, and the 5G on the phone is noticeably faster when it gets it. I mean, it, it it's still patchy to the extent that even when you're in a 5G location, you don't you don't reliably connect to 5G yet. But but when you do, you certainly notice it. I mean, you know, um, sort of 200, 300, 400 meg files are, are coming down. You know pretty pretty swiftly so certainly uh as i say you, you can you can you can feel the difference from 4g that was a very interesting android story 
And uh, we definitely thank you for sharing it. All right. Thanks um, for having me on. How about, Dennis, you go ahead and give our closing remarks, you know, a way for people to get hold of us. And by the way, you know, our webpage is up and running. All right, everybody. Uh, Edward, thank you for coming. It's been a pleasure. And if anybody else wants to share their Android story, definitely do reach out to us. You can reach us at contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can subscribe to our email list, Blind Android Users plus subscribe at groups.io. That again is Blind Android Users plus subscribe at groups.io. And you can join the mailing list. You can ask your questions. And no question is a dumb question. The only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Because if you don't ask, you're not going to get an answer. May not be the answer you want, but hey, we will do our very best to help you. That is our goal. If there's something you want to see on a future episode, definitely do reach out to us at contact us at blindandroidusers.com. And that website is www.blindandroidusers.com. Go check it out. Let us know your feedback. And until next week, everybody. Have an awesome week. And don't forget, if you have tweet, 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 and you want to tweet, 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 you can follow us at Blind Droid Users. That's another one. And uh, we do have a Telegram group. I know that's uh, Austin's favorite. We can't not mention that. Uh, Austin, you want to talk about your favorite? <laughs> yeah, the Telegram group link will be in the show notes, and it is also there on our website and it is that also is growing we are up to about 72 members on that group all right well thank you so much guys for listening taking your time to listen to us on this podcast and edward thank you so much again man that'd be great anytime (laughs) yeah but you go thanks very much it's been great (laughs) thank you my man i shall (laughs) all right cheers guys cheers Thank you for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. For questions, concerns, or suggestions, we encourage you to send us email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. Should you have any inquiries, those inquiries should be directed to inquiries at blindandroidusers.com. We do enjoy those My Android Journey stories, and for those, we encourage you to send those recordings to my Android Journey at blindandroidusers.com. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, have a wonderful time.